Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Welcome back to the Sex Wrap. We're here to answer all your questions about dating, love, sex, relationships. We've got you covered. Hey, Andrew, how are you today? I am doing pretty good. I have had a, pr- I mean, I came off of an awesome weekend. I went to multiple drag shows yesterday. I saw Work the World. I've been doing all kinds of shopping, um, not for myself, for other people. Um, and I had a couple questions for you about the way that you Ooh. shop. So. <laughs> So you're, I've, I've watched Sprig. So for our listeners who don't know, I've watched Sprig over the past <laughs> years um, be really awesome at getting people the perfect gift or writing the perfect kind of card. And I want to know what your thought process is as you like make those kind of decisions for people around you. Like what, what drives you in figuring out that perfect little thing to say or the perfect little thing to do or the perfect little thing to buy? Well, I mean... I'm only really good at that with my best friends, with people I'm very close with, to be honest. Um, And usually it's more like I see something for them that I know they have to have because I know them so well and I buy it more than trying to think about something to buy them. It's just like when I see something I know they need, I'll get it for them for a future gift, you know. But um, I can answer the writing the cards question better (laughs) because that is like a a thoughtful thing to do and I really appreciate getting cards and I like to write cards and that's the thing like when I sit down to write a card I will think you know what do I really want to tell this person and like have them really know and really remember because it's written down and it's something they can look back at. So I pause to kind of think about, you know, what's important to me about that person and what do I want to communicate to them? And that I really enjoy doing because that is like this, uh, you know, keepable (laughs) conversation. (laughs) Like permanent remembrance. I mean, I love writing cards and I love writing like notes and I love handwritten things. Like I, I mean, I've sent spring things before too. I think it's absolutely lovely. I think it's almost a forgotten skill in today's world too, where people are quick with texts or quick with emails. Um, and there's just something really special. It doesn't even have to be long. Just a couple sentences is all it really takes to sort of lift someone up. Um, So I don't know. I just think like watching people do it and watching you do it over the years and do it for me as well. I got a card a couple of weeks ago from spring and it was absolutely lovely. Um, Like just that kind of attention to detail, I think is what keeps all relationships healthy. Right. And it's really about affirming those parts of people. So thank you for writing those nice things. And I just want you to know that there's people out there like me who see you do it. And I think it's really fun. And then it, feels good. And (laughs) you're welcome. And, you know, I think it's so true that like, there's something very special about something written. I have received uh, something about maybe a month or so ago from someone, they left some notes for me and those just felt um, more impactful than 
anything else they had said or done for me in the past several months, you know, like the, just that written aspect of it really like gave it some permanence and that felt very special to me. So yeah, maybe that's our, uh, holiday episode coming up, right? Just (laughs) write stuff down. (laughs) Write some things. I bought this little bottle of pills, but the pills have little smiley faces on them and you open them up and there's a little scroll inside and you write like a little note to somebody and you give them the pill so that when they're having the bad day, like they have a little bit of medicine. And the pills are candy? No, no, no. They're like like little... I'll I'll send you one. That's what we'll do. Listeners, if you're interested in getting one of these pills, there's nothing, no drugs inside at all. They're not even candy. There's a little scroll inside. Let us know. Maybe I'll send you one. Oh, the scrolls inside the pill. Yeah, they're like super tiny. So you only have like a tiny amount of space to write a really cute little note. So it's like medicine for a bad day or medicine for a broken heart. I mean, I love these little pills. Oh. Yeah. So cute. so cute. Speaking of cute, I love our question for the day. Um, and when it was submitted, <laughs> uh, I just wrote a giant list of questions that it made me ask. So I think it's going to be fun. Maybe today I'll just help Spring with questions and see how she does. Uh, because the question is, should I date my ex? Right? Ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, right. So like the, the overarching beginning response that both Spring and I had is like, we kind of cackled and then we're like, uh, <laughs> probably no, no, nope. but I mean, the nope. real answer is <laughs> it depends. Right. Um, and I think there's some questions you should ask yourself. So if you're in a situation where you're thinking about getting back together with an ex, there's a lot of stuff that you should really clarify for yourself in your head, talk it over with friends before you do. Um, and I think that there's a lot of reasons why people do get back with their exes, right? Like instead of you having to go out there into the meat market that is dating today, getting on those apps, sending texts, doing the whole date thing, um, there's a lot of familiarity, right? You kind of know what the person likes and what they dislike. Um, I'm sure you have happy memories with that person as well. And sometimes, you know, as we distance ourselves from the pain of the past, we can kind of remember the happy times and not focus so much on the, I can't believe I ever dated you times. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of other reasons why you might want to do it, right? Like you might see them, they might be in similar spaces, you might have friends in common. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons that like push people to the point where they might say, maybe I should date this person. And I think everybody has a few friends who have ended up in successful relationships with an ex. But I think the vast majority of us know people who like, keep entering into toxic relationships time and time again, wondering, well, should I try again? Maybe it will. No, no, it will not work. I don't know. Um, So I don't know. What do you think? Why? Where do you think this question is coming from? Well, I don't know that it's so much about trying to avoid going back into the dating scene as it is kind of like, you obviously had something great with that person at some point. You obviously love something about them to date them. And I think what happens is a lot of times after we break up, we forget a lot of the bad stuff and we remember more of the good stuff. 
um, and we can romanticize it and we can remember like how amazing some of these great points were. And then we start to feel some regret around that breakup and we think, oh, maybe I should get back together. Maybe I should give them another chance. Maybe we should try that again. And, and you know, there is some, um, I think science to that and, you know, psychology about, you know, the way that we remember things and we definitely, um, do, uh, try to minimize some of the more negative memories so that they don't traumatize us as much. And so like, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, after you're out of a relationship, you start to think, oh, maybe I should date them again. And so, I mean, there, yeah, that definitely makes sense. And yeah, there's going to be some of that pull there. And I think one of the things maybe you should do when you uh, are thinking about that is talk to some friends, talk to some friends who know what it was like when you were dating that person um, and heard the things that you were saying, and they can help remind you of maybe some of the reasons that you got out of that relationship. And that might be something that actually helps you start to weigh a little bit more, should I get back together with this person? When you start to hear these things back from your friends, when they're repeating to you the things that you said that you might be minimizing or uh, forgetting a little bit, that could really help help give you some perspective, I think. I mean, right. So it's like uh, you look back through your old, in- you look at your Instagram, all of the pictures that are posted are going to be of the good times, right? I mean, mm. I don't know anybody who posts like the most miserable moments of their life on their Instagram, but if you're that person, I'd love to see your Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but right. So spring spring brings up some really good points that you're, you're going to be romanticizing and forgetting. And I think talking to friends and family about what happened uh, is probably one of the best things that you can do to sort of reason out whether or not this is a good option. Um, and I think there's a lot of other questions that that you should be asking too. Uh, so like, should you date your ex? How long have you been apart? Did you break up last week and you're already getting back together again? I mean, we all have that friend who goes through those tumultuous relationships where you can't tell day by day, are you together? Are you not together with that person? <laughs> um, and if, if, if it's that kind of relationship, the answer is probably no anyway. But um, I think the longer that you've been separated from someone and the more time that you've spent reflecting on yourself and they've spent, if they've spent time reflecting on themselves and improving themselves and kind of addressing issues that might have led to the breakup, like sometimes that the time does heal or time does change uh, people who are involved. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would also ask questions like, why did you break up or how did you break up? Like, Uh what did that look like? (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I think that tells you a lot about somebody is how they handle rejection, how they wreck, how they handle, you know, like negative experiences, how they handle being upset. And, you know, if the breakup um, went very badly. That's a lot of information for you right there. And um, if the person, you know, just like screamed at you and never wanted to talk to you again um, for several weeks, then like 
is that the type of person you want to be in a relationship with where there is not kind of the ability to communicate through difficult times? And yeah, I think that that's actually great information for you to like look at how the actual breakup went, how mature you were both through that. And and I mean, maybe you're the person who like <laughs> screamed in, uh, had, had a lot of trouble. And that's great information for yourself to <laughs> think about, you know, uh, what you might need to work on a little bit. But <laughs> well, And we know the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So if someone was cruel to you in the past or ghosted you in the past or mistreated you in the past or made you feel small in the past, they're probably going to do it again in the future unless something has changed. Now, if you're the person who initiated the breakup and you're the person who is kind of being a turd, then then you have the ability to reflect on your turdliness and work on becoming a better turd. No, I mean, so I, I think this question, when I read this question, I thought like, I didn't think that the person who was asking the question was the person who initiated the breakup, but I think that's probably an important perspective for us to consider as well. Um, when we're talking about breakups and and why and how they happened and what might have changed, right? I think the other big question, well, before we get to the big question, I think we need to take a quick break. Sorry, everybody. We'll be right back. <laughs> What's the big question, Andrew? What has changed? What's different now? How have things changed? How have you changed? How have they changed? (laughs) You're looking at me like I know the answer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is is a big question. And I mean, actually, it's one that's actually, it's pretty difficult to answer if you haven't been in as close quarters with this person during that time, right? So you often don't have as much contact with an ex for a while. And then if you're thinking about getting back together with them, um, it's hard to actually know what might have changed for them, um, what they might have worked on in their personal life during that time. Um, And you can certainly answer those questions for yourself and understand, you know, where you've had those changes and be reflective on that. But really understanding that from their perspective is important too. And so I think that, you know, if if you're seriously considering this, then that's one of the conversations you could have with that ex before you make any decisions about, you know, um, having a conversation about what what they've been going through, what's changed for them, what um, type of reflection they've done over that time. We have a friend who has another podcast uh, that we should give a shout out to where his entire podcast is talking to people that he dated about what went wrong. So... I love, I love, love, love the Man Whore podcast. Um, Billy Presida is very hilarious. And yeah, he he talks with people he's either been on a date with or that he's hooked up with or that he's had full relationships with and um, and has them be very open and honest about, you know, why why they don't want to date him anymore or why they never want to see him again. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it's really helpful to have those types of conversations with someone 
that you uh, used to date, even if you're not considering dating them again, um, because it can really help you be reflective. I mean, that's what I was going to recommend. So if you're going to date this ex, if you're thinking about it, why don't you talk to some of your previous relationships and get some feedback about what you did well, what happened, what led to the point where you broke up? And then if you reconciled, how did you reconcile after the fact? Um, I think a really important piece of advice uh, for the question, should I date my ex, is what does the reconciliation look like? How do you recover that relationship between the point of the breakup and then thinking about dating them again? Is it essentially no contact and then all of a sudden you meet and the sparks fly (laughs) again? Or have you worked on a real friendship? Have you worked on addressing some of the underlying issues that led to that breakup? Uh, Because if you haven't started talking about those issues, if you haven't dealt with those issues, they're just going to come right back, right? I mean, that's exactly what we see most of the time when people who date each other break up and then get back together is that the issues that led to the breakup in the first place are going to lead to the same breakup again. Yeah. So you can't tell exactly what's different for the other person, but you know what's different for yourself, right? And I think it's important to talk about that, like just like Spring said, talk about what has changed for you. Uh, and then if you're going to be dating this person, communication, here we go, like the sex rep theme of the entire sex rep, like it's time to have those hard conversations that you don't want to have about this is what led us to that breakup in the first place. These are the behaviors that I exhibited that you didn't like. These are the behaviors that you exhibited that I didn't like. Was there cheating involved? I think that's a really big question too, but it drives a lot of breakups. Um, Because cheating is the kind of thing that once it happens in a relationship, It seems in many cases, unless you get a lot of sex therapy or a lot of therapy, that it's a breach of trust that most people don't heal. Yeah, I think that um, that is one of the hardest things for a couple to recover from. And um, there, I mean, there are relationships that get through that and um, continue to be stronger, get even stronger afterwards. So it's not a rule that, you know, a relationship can't recover from that. But it is something that's very difficult to get over because of the trust that's been broken. And the trust within a relationship is so important to all other aspects of the relationship. Right, right. So that trust is broken. um, And unless you're actually getting help or talking to somebody else or really working on it, right? So this is the, should I get back with my ex? I don't think most of the time these things are happening in the background, right? Like, should I get back with my ex? If there's been cheating, like, well, maybe after we go to five therapy sessions together and sit down and talk to a sex therapist who can really help us sort out issues of trust and jealousy, um, because they're really destructive for most people and most relationships. And I I like what Spring said, that sometimes some people do get through it. But if you've already broken up with somebody over cheating, getting back together with them again probably not going to be so successful in that relationship unless a lot of energy and effort is put into addressing like the elephant in the room. (laughs) We're not calling the person that your ex hooked up with an elephant. We're just (laughs) saying. We're calling them a slag. No, just kidding. I mean, yeah. I think another another kind of funny question that came to my mind um, when this que- whenever we started reading this question was like, is this just about a booty call? Like, should I get back with my ex? Are you really like, do you want to date them or do you just want easy access to convenient sex? Which is a really good question, because, I mean, one of the things is 
sometimes it can take a long time to really get into a groove with a partner. And once you've dated someone for a while and you have some experience with that person built up, yeah, there can be, you know, much more interesting, engaging, comfortable, you know, all of these things, the sex can be uh, pretty fantastic. And I think that, you know, the longer you're with someone, um, the potential for that can actually really grow. So it does, um, you know, there's that pull to want to go back to some really great sex that you've had with somebody or certain experiences that you used to engage with, with that person. And yeah, that can be, that can be something that definitely will pull you back. And, and considering, do you want to have sex with an ex is a very different question than do you want to date them again? Um, and if that is the question, then there's a whole kind of another whole pot of questions you have to ask yourself before you go down that road. The whole nother episode that we're going to have to talk to or, or dig into it another time. Um, yeah, we hear all of these met stories, these messages about uh, makeup sex or breakup sex or hate sex, all of those kind of sexes. Um, and a lot of people like that kind of sex because it's sex with somebody that you're familiar with, but it's kind of supercharged emotions, right? right? Not necessarily positive emotions, but it gets you riled up. And sometimes that helps people with orgasms or makes the sex like feel different to them. Um, but we're going to have to hit this another day. Like that, that's a whole separate topic. Um, I have one more question though, uh, that I think that if you're considering dating your ex, you should really ask yourself, right. And maybe ask the people around you, ask your friends and family, like, what are you actually looking for? Right. Are you looking for the same thing that you had in the past that wasn't good enough for whatever reason. Is that really what you're looking for? Or are you looking for something else? Like what, what do you actually need in your life? What are you looking for? What do you want your relationship to look like, you know, in 10 days, 10 months, 10 years? Um, I think that's, it's really important for people to ask themselves because if you know what you want and it's something that's broken or something that didn't work previously, it's time to start changing some of your own relationship priorities, change what you're looking for, change the kind of person you're looking for. Uh, I don't know. What do you think spring? Yeah. I just had this conversation with a friend yesterday, actually thinking about, you know, what you want to create in your life, um, in your romantic relationship life. And, um, being actually very clear about what you're trying to create. And I don't think um, you need to like list qualities of a partner or something like that, or, um, or even like go into detail about, um, you know, who the person might be, but it's more like, what is the situation that would give you the most um, support and love and kind of, you know, what do you think that situation looks like? And then how do you go about creating that? And what, what efforts and energy do you need to put in to the way you're interacting with the world to start to create that situation for yourself? And, and as soon as you start engaging in that kind of thought processes, that those kind of thought, that sort of thought process, those sort of questions. I mean, that's why Spring and I both kind of at the beginning laughed and said, the answer is probably no, right? Because when you start asking those questions, your ex isn't going to be really the target of the positives, right? And you're, 
No. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that there, there are some exes you might want to get back together with. There are, you know, people do break up for a lot of different reasons. And sometimes, you know, it's related to some timing in your life and, you know, they're could have been a really big stressor that, you know, got in the way of things. And so I don't think it's a blanket no, but, um, but yeah, really thinking about, you know, where you're headed and what you want and, um, and yeah, all these other questions we talked about, like why, why was that relationship, um, ended before and, you know, what's different now. And that, I think that you can find the best answer for yourself. Oh, is that your tip for the day? Because I think we're at the point for just the tip. Well, do, you, do you have a dating ex tip for everyone? I do. Um, I mean, it, it's related. So when you were talking about earlier in the show about whether, um, you know, we're thinking about things through rose, thinking about things through rose colored glasses. Can you think about things through rose colored glasses? Viewing things? <laughs> in the past through <laughs> rose colored glasses? Yeah. Yeah. I, I need a looking back over your shoulder at the past through rose colored glasses. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you mentioned looking at looking back through your Instagram and, you know, seeing like all of these, um, great things that were posted and, um, remembering things, uh, very maybe positively. Um, it reminded me of when, my mother said to me when I was, um, my husband and I were breaking up, which was several years ago. And she said to me, but you look so happy on Facebook. And I told her, well, yeah, I don't post all of the miserable things about our relationship or, you know, the things we're going through or what's hard for us on social media. And, um, and I think, you know, that is something very important to remember in all aspects of our life. You know, when you're looking at other people's relationships on social media, when you're comparing yourself to other people that you're seeing on social media, when you are looking back at the things you have posted, um, yeah, just really being critical about what we're seeing, even even if it's our own content. <laughs> Are you saying social media is a lie? Because that's that's what it sounds like. Uh, I'm saying no, I mean, it's I think that's, an aspect of our life, but not the full picture. <laughs> no, I think that's a, a, it's really important for us when we're looking at any social media to realize that people are presenting the happy, perfect world of themselves. And, and like, certainly, like, I hope that you're happy, but... Uh, temper that, right? Realize that there's a lot more that goes on. Oh, that's so sad, but you look so happy. You look so happy on Facebook. Oh, I remembered that line. I mean, that was seven years ago now. And like that line has like resounded in my head. Um, because yeah, that's so powerful, right? To be like, oh, wow. And I, that was something that actually, um, made me share a lot more of my blogs and like a lot of the more personal things I was going through after that and really posting that and sharing that so that uh, to try to help highlight that, you know, not everything's great all the time and to have some support both from others and, uh, and something that other people could look out for and identify with as well. Thank you for sharing that too. <laughs> uh, my, my tip today is take out a sheet of paper, write pro on one side, write con on the other side, and then across the top, write what you're looking for. And 
just fill it out with that person in mind. And I can guarantee you that the vast majority of the time, your ex is not the person that you want to go back to be with. So we're at the (laughs) end. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, If you have any questions about this show or any other questions that you want us to talk about with you, uh, we talk about love, sex, relationships, LGBTQ, sexual health, pretty much anything. Um, Let us know. You can reach us via email. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-IRAPIT. And we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Rap. Thanks for listening, everybody. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school or just too af- music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious breakmaster cylinder the podglomerate a sonic universe